0: I'm Julie Podowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies. And we'll have some fun along the way. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Grow Your Occupancy podcast. I'm Julie Podowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. If you'd like to learn uh, who we are and what we do and how we might be able to support you, www.GrowYourOccupancy.com. I'm really excited to welcome Jason Kohler to the show today. Welcome, Jason. Good morning. Jason Kohler is the Executive Vice President of Senior Living of Bez Tech Companies. And again, welcome, Jason would love to learn a little bit more about you and what you do as Executive Vice President of Senior Living at Best Tech.
1: Well, thank you, Julie. It's great to be here with you. Uh, so I oversee our Senior Living Division for BezTech Companies, um, a fairly large national company uh, that owns and operates multifamily apartment communities around the country, um, retail, commercial. Uh, office buildings and senior living. And I happen to oversee our senior living portfolio for the company. Currently, we have 10 communities open and operating a couple more in some phase of development at this point in time. Uh, And I have the wonderful luxury of working with a fantastic team here, a full team from uh, corporate director of sales and marketing, uh, culinary, Team, senior vice president of ops, couple regional directors. Um, So excited to be here with you uh, today.
0: Well, thanks. It's good to get to know you a little bit. Last time we talked, Jason, there were quite a few things um, that you mentioned that I took notes on and wanted to kind of dig in a little bit today. You, in in talking about your senior living or Bestech senior living portfolio, you mentioned that you are that that it's that you're really very heavily uh, independent living, that there is some assisted memory care, but in heavy independent living and that upper middle market kind of luxury brand. And you said something that I'm going to copy. It's a wants driven market, not yes. a driven market. And really all senior living is, even though for memory care and assisted, <laughs> we think it's all needs, right? Especially for independent living. Can you talk a little bit about how you, as the leader of senior living, bring this home for everyone's buy-in for wants-driven market?
1: Yes, well, we are very independent living heavy. Um, we have several communities that are independent living only. And, and then we have a, a few communities that are independent living, assisted living memory care. And as you mentioned, we definitely believe it's it's want-driven market period, whether it's there's care component or not, um, you know, it it's still, at the end of the day, has to be a resident's desire to want to receive that care or want to move into a community and receive those services. And so, that you know, that becomes the biggest challenge. Is it? Is it maybe somewhat? I don't want to say easier if care is involved because it there are some needs there, if you will. It, it the, the challenge certainly is still present in having um, those individuals move into the community or want to move into the community, but it's especially challenging, as I'm sure most know, on the independent living side, especially during the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic, you know, we are starting to see an uptick in the desire to move back into congregate living settings, which is um, helpful, but uh, still, it boils down to the desire to want to move in and, and and take part in what we have to offer. And therein lies the challenge from a sales standpoint, right? Is, you know, how do I have someone move from the home that they lived in for so many years, perhaps, um, and raise their family and, and have these ties to the local community? How do I have them move into the community and really share everything that we have to offer? And that, that I think is, you know, that's certainly where the rubber meets the road, right? From a sales standpoint is um, sharing that experience and, and conveying those benefits, but also doing that in a in a way that where there's empathy for for where they at, if, where they are in their journey. Correct. Yes. So you know, respecting what they have, what they've built that home, but also explaining all the wonderful benefits. But just more than explaining, because w- what I feel is that we need to demonstrate that and get them to right. be part of the community um, in advance, uh, as part of the sales process. I, I think that helps to speed up that gestational period, you know, that time from inquiry to move in, we know is a certain number of days, there's different stats on what that is currently. Um, so, you know, some people will say that's a 110, some people will say it's 192. Um, for us, it's certainly skewing more toward, you know, the, that 180, 160, 180 day range depends on the community. Mm-hmm. So how do we accelerate that? If we can, um, you know, respectfully accelerate that. And I think one of the ways of doing that is getting people involved in the community and feeling like they're part of the community, though they may not have an apartment there just yet.
0: Oh, I would agree 100%. In addition to the, and let's invite you for a meal, what are some ways that your teams engage your prospects and families before they move in or while they're thinking about it?
1: Uh, event invitations are, are big for us. Um, so we do really some amazing events. We have, you know, the luxury of having quite a, a, a sizable budget when it comes to life-enriching programming, uh, which I'm very thankful for. Um, so we have world-class performers that come in, artists, musicians, um, etc., runs the gamut, um, actors, actresses um, that come in and and they perform for us, um, for our residents, which is amazing. And that is a really a a good draw for uh, prospects, um, inviting them to these signature events, what we call signature events. These are, you know, pretty, you know, pretty big events. uh, in fact, at one of our communities, we have a an auditorium and a stage and a and an amazing uh, Bosendorfer piano that uh, a lot of people love to play or are love to be on stage and act, sing, dance, you name it. And then we broadcast that out to our other communities as well. So, but getting people to those events, I think, is one of our you know, great selling um, points. If we can get them to those events, learn obviously through discovery, you learn what people are interested in. If you can match that interest with something you have to offer, invite them in, have them partake in that event. And it doesn't have to be an amazing elaborate show. Um, You know, it can be, you know, a a painting class. And if you know that that person is is an artist, former artist or loves art, you know, really knowing about that individual and getting them to come to the community, right? That's really, really key um, to having someone want to move in is having them be physically present, experience the community, have them, um, you know, engage in that activity and have a great time doing it. Um, Show them a wonderful time, introduce them to someone with, you know, like interests, similar interests. As soon as they can build a connection and a friendship, that's a lot of the hurdle, right, is it's moving from home, going into a community. I, this might be a terrible analogy, I don't know, but I kind of liken it to going back to school in a way. There's some fears there, going to a new school, right? There's, there's, there are some fears there. Am I going to fit in? Are these people like me? Am I going to make friends? Um, It, it, those are real, I think, concerns and challenges to having people move in. So if you can bridge that gap and alleviate that concern very early on your chances of success are much higher and I think bringing them to those events or, or having them participate in those activities is key.
0: Well, people, this is such an emotional decision. And if we're not connecting emotionally, and people will remember emotion, more than fact, there's lots of statistics around that. and gosh, think back to, you know, years and years and years ago for to a memory, even from your childhood, we may not remember the details, but we'll remember how we felt, you know, if, if good, bad, or otherwise, right? Boy, that, that, those emotions stick. So if you're connecting, I feel good, or I laughed, or I have a friend, or I feel cared about, or this was interesting, or you know, stimulating in whatever way that someone is tuned in, uh, that, right? Therein lies the demonstration, as you said, of the value of a wants driven. I want to feel connected. I want to feel stimulated. I want to have fun, laugh, or, or be spiritual or, you know, whatever it is that people want. And you mentioned the discovery. We, you know, you don't know what people want unless you're interested to find out. Right? Very important. Yeah, it, it is. Genuine it
1: interest is. in in others is a very important key to success. And you you had mentioned, you know how how. It made you feel there's a you know wonderful Maya Angelou quote that I won't attempt to recite for fear of butchering it on your podcast, but you know people do remember how you made them feel, and you and I have been into what hundreds of communities probably at this right. point in our career, and you know as well. I know when you walk in, you get a sense, right? Is that you just do you feel warm, comfortable, is it inviting? It's how it, it makes you feel. It's and, and how many communities have you walked in where it's it's sterile, it's cold, it's not warm, it's not welcoming, it's not inviting, you don't feel at home. Um, you know, as a prospect, I can't imagine you're gonna choose to move into a community such as that, but you will move into a community where you know people are smiling, they're friendly, they're inviting, they're warm, they greet you, they offer something to drink or to eat, and you, you know, and enjoy a, a, a fun engaging activity or, or see a show, something like that, you make a friend that then it starts to feel comfortable and feel like home. And that is a feeling. It is how it made you feel. It is, it doesn't always, you know, we talk about this a lot. It doesn't always boil down to price because if it did, we're probably going to lose, right? <laughs> our, you know, in our communities, sure. we, have a, we have a fairly high price point. It's really about the experience people will pay for experience and you see it in the consumer and retail market. Um, You see it with brand, you know, people will pay for that experience or that feeling that a place or a product gives them. I I think that we try to, you know, we subscribe to that and we try to have um, prospects and our residents have a wonderful experience and I think it's it's proven that they're willing to pay a little bit more for that experience.
0: You have to. We have to create these experiences. The, uh, you know, uh, Aaron Fish and I had a couple podcasts. He and he's dining services and experience around mealtime at, at, at Trestle Hospitality and critical, right? Absolutely critical. critical. Sales yes. tied into dining, right? But you know, it brought up like is sales and engagement, and engagement you know in an operations culture is so critical. Yet, from my experience, it an engagement directors and activities work really really hard, no doubt. Uh, but there there would seem to be much more of a connection around the experience that our residents are having. Yet when we look like you said, or we feel and all due respect to the hardworking activities and engagement and, and and everything. It's like a lot of the same things, a lot of those kind of four things a day. And, uh, you know, we really, really, it, it game of inches, you know, like you said, you don't need to have an elaborate, if you have a great, you know, elaborate uh, budget and you can have professional actors, for example, as you were talking <laughs> My daughter's in theater at FSU, you know, have the local, gosh, the the, the local high school kids come and do, uh, you know, do do what whatever they're, I think at our local high school right now, it's um, Little Mermaid, you know, have them come yeah. in to do, I mean, they would love to do that. I'm All sure right. the local community theater, lots and lots of talent, right? You know, local talent. And, and like you mentioned also taking lots of notes that you, you share it, you share what's going on. And that's so important. You need to live stream, maybe live stream the event, if you get permission uh, or, you know, record it and put it out to, to, you know, all through. this is what's happening at our community in, you know, Amherst versus and you put it out everywhere. And that's, messaging around the feeling and emotion, instead of telling people what you do, it's letting the story unfold. Right. And, and that's the emotion.
1: Yeah. It's not, it's not about the big, the big budgets and and that sort of thing. I mean, I, I feel like it's certainly, you know, it's a luxury to have more money to spend. It, it makes, yeah. makes it a little easier, sure. but it's not you can do those same things without great. a budget, right? You mentioned a couple of great ideas, local theaters. Um, in, you mentioned, you touched on multi-generational. What, what is more successful than having kids come in, right? And interact with seniors. There's love on both sides. You know, it is an experience and it's emotional Um, And it's memorable. And that's what, that's what matters, right? It's not, it's not really how much money you spend doing these things. I mean, we like to do things at at a high level and it's beautiful and, and you can do the same thing though, without the budget, it is sure. it is how it's the experience, it's the emotion, it's how it makes you feel. That's so you're right, you know, you, we do see a lot of calendars that are, you know, talking about life enrichment programming, it, you, we do see a lot of calendars that are the same thing over and over again, um, you know, or the four things or, you know, there's seven dimensions of wellness or however many you ascribe to. Um, and you, you're touching on so many of those things every each week. And it's not, it's not you know, it shouldn't be looked at as I need four things on the calendar, or I need to touch on each dimension of wellness each week. It boils down to really, what do your residents want? What are they interested in? What do they want to see? What do your prospects want? And what do they want to see? I've been known to put things on the calendar that maybe current residents might not be that interested in, but I know prospects or that future resident are interested in, and they want to see those things on the calendar, you know, so you really... We have to put more of an emphasis on that, on programming, because I think it makes a world of difference. If you're, if you're thinking about how do you differentiate yourself from staying at home, you always talk about how we're different and better. How are you different and better than staying at home? You know, and then I think you realize that programming and you mentioned dining; those two elements are huge. Those are huge. Um, That is your different and better story because your biggest competition is probably home, right? And that's how you're. That's how you're different. Is that service, that hospitality, that dining experience, that life enriching programming? And more emphasis needs to be placed there. I guess that's I what I am
0: saying. <laughs> no, I would agree. We, uh, Jason, thank you so much. We, I, we have yet to touch on two topics. I really want to pick your brain on in a maybe a part two podcast if you're willing to join me again. Thank you so much, Jason, for, for uh, joining us today in the Grow Your Occupancy podcast. Watch for part two coming soon. I'm Julie with Grow your occupancy. Thanks so much.